Welcome back into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We are continuing our draft series. We've drafted from the 101 all the way to the 109. Today we're going to be doing the 110 in a 12-team four-round Superflex rookie mock draft. We're going to be talking draft strategies, values, and breaking down some of our favorite players that you can draft at this team. At the end of the day, you always want to maximize your pick value. So it's important to be up on what the average draft position is. And, and have a plan, know what your team needs are, and, and it's good to know kind of where the values are, running backs or, or, or other positions. So let's uh, let's get this thing started. So uh, we are drafting from the 10 spot. I'm going to have an auto pick somewhere. This is not going to be my pick. I'm going to auto pick this. Right, Let's see what so they get. While you're auto picking, we got Bijan at 101, CJ Stroud 102, Bryce Young. Then Anthony Richardson at 104, creeping up the board. JSN at 5, Gibbs at 6, Jordan Addison 7, Will Levis at 8, and Quentin Johnston at 9. So we're setting at 110, looking again at your RB3s, your wide receiver 3 or 4. You could take a fifth quarterback off the board if you're looking at Hinton Hooker here. Uh, so, uh, Dave, what are, you, what are you thinking about at the 110? Yeah, so if you're in a position where like you 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 need a running back, there's no way you can trade out of this spot. And yeah. so we know this is the Zach Charbonnet. This is the spot um, because he is gone at the 110. We took him a little bit earlier. Uh, Brad could not wait, so we got him at the 108 spot. Yeah. Um, but at the 110 is where he consistently has gone in every single draft except for the ones where we selected him a little earlier. Um, Quentin Johnston went off the board. And so, um, for me, it's, it's either Charbonnet or flowers. We've already taken Charbonnet a couple times. Yep. So we're going to take Zay flowers here. Um, and as far as receivers, I have a tier gap, so I wouldn't trade back here unless I got a very good offer and I wouldn't take Michael Mayer here. Um, yep. I'm, I'm bigger on Kincaid. I'd rather get him in a second. There you go. All right. Let's say. So we have Bijan Robinson at one, CJ Stroud at two, Bryce Young at three, Anthony Richardson at four, JSN five. We have Gibbs at six, Addison at seven, Will Levis at eight, Quentin Johnson at nine, Zay Flowers at one ten. That's our pick. Zach Charbonnet at one eleven, and then Jalen Hyatt at one twelve. Uh, Josh Downs at the two two hundred one, Zach Evans at two hundred two, Michael Mayer two hundred three, Tank Bigsby two hundred four. We got Devon A. Chain at two hundred five, Dalton Kincaid two hundred six. This is my auto pick. And that is Sean Tucker, Chase Brown, Hennon Hooker at 209, and we are oh. back on the clock. Thought we were going to get lucky there. Thought we were going to get lucky there, and Hooker was going to be looking at 210. So, so this is actually an interesting thing to think about, right? So you're setting at the 110, 111, 112, maybe even the 109 if you're looking at Quentin Johnston, and you're taking those wide receivers. The back end of the second, the hope is that some of that – running back value will get back to you. But we just saw five running backs go in the second round, right? 
so now we're looking at Kendra Miller's, Tajay Spears, Roshan, uh, Eric Gray, uh, and some of those other guys like that. So are you looking at the quarter or the running backs here? Again, thinking about a tier break, because if I look at mine, um, I've got Izzy in that fourth tier uh, by himself because I've got the other running backs ahead of him. Then it's a tier of Zach Evans, Kendra Miller, Tajay Spears. So for me, I'm looking at one of those two running backs in Kendra Miller or Tajay Spears since we took Zay, Zay Flowers at the 110. Yeah, and for me, regardless, I'd be taking them. Um, I, I would because I just I think you can – I don't think you're going to get much running backs after this. I know that what's on the board currently is there, but I'm probably going to take a running back in the second round because I think a running back you take in the second round can actually help your team this year. And so we saw it last year with Rashad White, with Damian Pierce, um, Brian Robinson, several running backs instantly were, were you know putting your lineups, James Cook. Um, so here's, here's another situation where Kendra Miller, Ty J. Spears could easily go in there. And I have Evan Aconda and Eric Gray in the conversation here, even though I know yep. I can get them next round. Right. Um, as far as receivers, same thing we talked about last episode, Keishon Butte, Cedric Tillman, and Marvin Mims would be in yep. the conversation here for me. Yeah, and this is – well, I mean, we talked about it in the last show, and it's kind of – you know, it's just the way it is, the art of trading back. And that's kind of where I'm at here at the 210, right? If I like – Kendra Miller and Ty J Spears and Keishon Boutte, and they're all kind of in the same tier for me, and I don't really have a tiebreaker. I'm looking to probably, you know, hey, 212. You know, where, where do you, maybe you really want to come up, you're worried that Kendra Miller is going to get taken, right? And this is where knowing your league comes into play also, knowing who your other teams like, who your owners like, that kind of thing, and playing to that and saying, hey, I know you like Kendra Miller. He's top of the board here. I want to trade back a little bit. Let's just go from 210 to 212, swap there, and throw me a third-round pick for next year, right? Or something like that where you're adding assets but still getting your guy out of the tier, right? So figuring out what the best way to do that is uh, is going to be different in every situation, but that's one I'd be looking at here if that's the tier break, right, which for me it is in between Miller, Ty J. Spears, and Ketchum Mute. Yeah, you mean make a list and say these are the five guys that I want, and then don't trade any further back than that. Just call everybody in order. That's um, right. Obviously, you're going to get more value if you trade back to the 302 than the 212, but don't trade back to 302, get more value, and then not like who you're going to pick. And not get your guy. That's right. That's right. So let's uh, let's just go with you know whatever you want to do here, sir. Uh, let's go, your man Marvin Mims. Let's start to let's start to work on his ADP for you. I know he's in your he's in your case. Yeah, I, I, gave it, I gave my comp for uh, for him as as T Y Hilton. Um, Mims is is just he's a fun player. Um, he's just a player that um, not only the highlight tapes, but just seeing him at the combine and seeing him how fast he can be in and out of routes and things like that. He yeah. just got some special speed, and um, it's not just a straight line speed. Um, and, and as far as his hands and all that, I, I think he's going to be a, a better overall receiver than people think he's going to be. Where do you have him ranked in your rankings, your dynasty rankings right now, or your rookie rankings? Uh, I would have to pull pull it up, but I think I have him at seven. I'll pull that up here in a second. Um, I have that's that's right in that spot, right? I mean, he is five. So that's wide receiver seven, right? So, Yeah, I, I have him higher than most do. Um, okay, cool. 
And then, uh, so it went Hendon Hooker at 209, Marvin Mims 210, Cedric Tillman 211, Kendra Miller 212. They have Darnell Washington 301, Keisha Butte 302, Taiji Spears at 303. We have Tyler Scott at 304, Luke Musgrave 305, Rasheed Rice 306, Tanner McKee 307, Jaden Reed 308. We have Rashawn Johnson 309. And then it is our pick. Yeah, the, the cool thing here is, again, a week makes a big difference, right? Last week, we were drafting from the 101 to 108. We saw Kayshawn Boutte go at the 112 or the 201, kind of flip-flop. Now we see him down at the 302. So to me, it's even a bigger value for a guy as talented as Kayshawn Boutte going at the 302. So that's an interesting, interesting fall from grace, we'll say, as of right now. Um, all right, so here... Uh, a lot of the same tune, but I, we're going to kind of move on from that. And I want to talk about a guy like an Xavier Hutchinson, right? We talked about Xavier Hutchinson in our sleeper show on Monday. If you didn't get a chance to check that out, again, get in there and, and give it a give it a listen. Uh, SGP and Fantasy on, on uh, YouTube. Oh, and you see a guy that's got height, over 100 catches this year. Is this a guy that you're looking at with maybe some receiving, some receptions upside in a full point PPR league at the 310? Yeah, I mean, this guy had, uh, you know, had a Drake London kind of a season uh, as far as his, his last year. And um, I, I think it, it, as far as your air yards and, and your, your things like that, like that's going to be the tough part with him is he's more, uh, more of a PPR guy and might be more like, like an Alan Lazard. Um, where he's not um, the focal point of the offense or he's not getting huge plays down the field. But um, he is a chain mover, and he's a guy that, um, you know, he's a good possession receiver. Um, I I like Rakim Jarrett here, um, and I also, I think, you know, we don't talk enough about Dwayne McBride, um, Debo McBride. He's, he doesn't profile to be a, a pass catcher, and I think that's going to hurt him as far as fantasy and I think that you're going to end up getting him at a very good value. And at some point, you have a good player. You have to, you know, it's like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb's probably the best running back in football, but because he doesn't catch the ball, he does. He's not, you know, usually a top five running back. Yeah. But at some point, you got to take Nick Chubb off the board because he's just too good of a player to let just keep continue to drop. And I think with you know with with um, McBride, it's gonna be the same thing. And he, I mean, he he told me personally he's he's he can catch, and uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you haven't seen you let, you let the NFL be the decider of that. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of running backs that said they could catch before, and they're you know no longer in the league. I'm sure Damian Harris says he can catch. Um, <laughs> he hasn't caught a ball in two years. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, he's he's one of the best running backs in this class, and I think him and Rashawn Johnson being tied together right there. I think those are travel buddies and they're going to be very close to each other in the draft because of the same situation where they're both very good running backs. They just don't offer that PPR rushing upside that we all love. Um, so uh, we have McBride at 210, Stetson Bennett at three, uh, three, 310, Stetson Bennett at 311, Max Duggan 312. Then we have uh, Darian Thompson Robinson at four uh, at, at four hundred one, Tucker Craft four hundred two, Rakim Jarrett four hundred three, Will Mallory four hundred four, Jaron Hall four hundred five, Jake Hayner at the four hundred six spot. And so, Brad, any of these out of the top five quarterbacks, or any of those quarterbacks you're considering drafting here in the fourth round? Out of the five in the fourth, in the third and fourth round. 
anybody that was not taken in the top three rounds? Would oh, you- um, yeah. I, I mean, I think it depends on the situation. And I know that's a cop out, but it really is going to. I know you're you're higher on DTR. I'm a little bit higher on Jaron Hall. Uh, I like the baseball background. Um, he's not a guy that's going to go out and win a game like Patrick Mahomes, but he's a guy that can manage a game like a Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's that's kind of my – and I, they don't play the same, so that's not what I mean, but like from a, what you're going to get out of him, I think that's the style of play. A guy that's not going to win you a football game, but he's also not necessarily going to lose you a football game, right? He's going to consistently move down. You're going to need playmakers around him to be able to be successful. So I think that's Jaron Hall. So he'd probably be the guy I'm looking at in the fourth round uh, saying, you know what? I got an extra taxi squad spot. If I don't like it, you know, I I don't think the tight end run that we're seeing in this is going to be realistic either, uh, even in tight end premium leagues. So I I think – you know, even if you can get him at the four hundred five, I'm I'm taking a shot on that and leaving him on my taxi to see what happens. Yeah, and, and you know, DTR is the first one taken. I would I would definitely take him in the fourth round. Um, not really really interested in many of the the quarterbacks. Period. Outside of the you know top five guys, um, but in the fourth round, you you're taking shots. And, you know, like I said, Israel, Evan Akana doesn't belong in this crowd. Neither does Eric Gray, in my opinion. Um, but a guy that, you know, we haven't talked a lot about on this show is is A.T. Perry. And so A.T. Perry, um, looking at next-gen stats, they they like this guy. You know, and he's he's got good size. He's not 6'5", 205, I don't believe. Um, I'd have to check it out. And Marvin Mims, by the way, is ninth on my list. A.T. Perry is 6'3", 198. So that needs to be updated. Come on, sleeper. I'm like, I just wrote an article two days ago. So I know it's he's not 6'5", plus that's pretty tall. <laughs> um, but, you know, for him, he, he ran a 4'4", 7", um, and, and at that size and someone that played outside and, like, something that I want to just get on a little soapbox about, a lot of these receivers have played – inside they haven't played outside and so what does that mean as far as the nfl it it's just it's harder for them to translate to the nfl if they get changed from an inside to an outside receiver it's different type of coverage you're facing a lot of inside receivers they've not faced man press they've not you know they've been if you're putting a guy in the slot you're giving them ability to you know to get to win off the line because you're moving him around or you're making him run through, you know, a bunch of trash and, and get open where like they, they can't get their hands on him. But when yeah. you're outside on an Island by the boundary, they know you're, you're by yourself and the seat, the, the DB can just jam you up. And so players that have played outside have experience with that and have experience, you know, beating that. And yeah. so, we see that a lot with, you know, some players are better in man, better versus man versus zone. Um, some are better on the inside than outside. And so like Sterling Shepard's a good one. He's great versus zone. He's great when he's inside. But you put him in man coverage outside, not that great. And yeah. so like certain receivers are just, they're more built for the inside. And, and so he's someone that has played in the outside. And there's not a lot of players on this list that have played outside. Like say Flowers looks like an inside guy. If you look at his heat map for where he caught his passes, a lot of them were on the inside. 
but he played the majority of his snaps outside. Yeah. And, you know, as a smaller receiver, I like to see that. Um, and some of our other receivers, like even our top end receivers did not, like Jalen Hyatt, a lot of snaps from the inside. Said so Tillman, a lot of snaps from the outside. So yeah. for here, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. A.T. Perry could be the, the pick here. I'm fine with that. Hutchinson, I'm fine with. Um, you know, Eric Gray, Hebnaconda. I mean, whatever we want to do here. Yeah. So, so I guess the, the, the last question I have is, you know, if we talk about A.T. Perry or Xavier Hutchinson, you know, any of these wide receivers that are still around, does it bother you from a strategy perspective that we're walking away from a four-round draft with three rookie wide receivers and one running back? Does that ever cross your mind from a distribution perspective? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think Eric Ray or Abinacana belong to be here. Yeah. But I, I'm someone that will take I'll take more shots on rookie running backs because you get a faster return. Uh, I'm okay with some of the receivers if I really like them, but you just get such a faster return on running backs than you do any other position because of the volatility of the position. You know, Kenny McIntosh is is second best available. Yeah. And that was going to kind of be my question is, are you okay setting at this spot? Let's say some of those receivers are off. Do you see any value in Kenny McIntosh or Deuce Vaughn at the next level? I'm kind of, I don't want to say they're on a do not draft list for me, but right now, unless they get really, really nice draft capital, they're not even on my radar to be taking even a shot in the fourth round on yeah, I mean, this is a good spot where you go, hey, who wants this pick? And somebody gives you a fourth-round pick next year, and then you save the roster spot and then just get a UDFA. So yeah. I end up getting Eric Gray or A.T. Perry plus a fourth-round pick next year. Yeah. And so like, that's a good way to manipulate the roster because draft picks won't take up a roster spot. So I'll get a future pick, and I'll still get one of these guys once waivers go. But if there's a guy on here that I don't like, I would not let Eric Gray hit waivers. I would take him. But if there's a player that you do not want to allow to hit waivers, you just scoop him up and go. But if you're okay with just playing the game, then do that. And then always, always check your league settings and check with the commissioner. I've been in some leagues and, and like waivers started immediately after the draft. Right. And I'm yeah. like, what, what kind of like, what kind of crap is that? Like, they should happen at least 24 hours after, you know, yeah. and some, yeah. you know, some people have more roster spots than others, but it's, yeah, that's crap for me. Cause he's out settings. That's right. All right. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's check back in with one more sponsor before we get out of here again, please like subscribe and uh, hit those notifications. We're doing mock drafts all, all season. Yeah, and look, hey, Draft Day 2023 is coming up. Sponsored by the Sports Gambling Podcast, guys, Sean and Ryan. And look, they're going to utilize Underdog Fantasy to do that. And Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em, and it is a great way to get in on all the action. Whether you're looking at basketball player props or NBA or NHL daily games, so head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus of $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So I think that calls. I think we're done, Dave. We, we good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. As always, good luck this season. Cheers. No.